Hello everyone, this is Tim Dodd. Welcome to the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast. Thankful to give witness to tens of thousands, yes, and to the millions that believe it. And believes it now, I believe that God's going to let me live to pack it until all around the world it's been circulated. Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast today. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge podcast where we report on the works of God all over the world as relates to the end time word. Hello folks, this is Mark Ajo. Welcome to the podcast today. Today we want to share with you a conversation we recently had with Brother Barry Coffey, pastor of Hickory Bible Tabernacle and director of Vision Books. For many years, Brother Barry has been active in missions, particularly in publishing printed materials that can be sent anywhere there is a need. Brother Barry is very skilled in this field and has an ongoing printing ministry that is addressing a crucial need in many countries of the world. The efforts made by Vision Books is truly inspiring. So enjoy as Brother Barry Coffey tells us about the ministry of Vision Books. Welcome to Brother Pastor Barry Coffey. Thank you, Brother Mark. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here on the program. You know, I was able to visit your church, I guess, about a year ago uh, for some men's meetings that we have, uh, I guess, almost every year, but not this year because of the extenuating aiding circumstances. But uh, it's just a nice little church, and uh, I don't know if I should say little. There's a lot of people there, but we just had a wonderful time and, and got to meet Brother Barry and, and also your sons. You've got, a, you've got a couple of sons that work with you, is that right? Yes, sir. I uh, have uh, three boys that are in the church, and one lives in near Washington, D.C., but uh, three of the boys are involved. And uh, they're all, in one way or another, involved in the ministry and the work in the church there, the technical part, and uh, they're a great asset to have. They're also great travelers, and I've taken them all uh, around the world over the years, and so they've been, uh, you know, exposed to lots of different uh, situations and cultures, and uh, certainly they're in tune with the needs as well of believers around the world. Amen. That is certainly a blessing in the ministry to have your own sons, and, and I understand your wife also is an integral part of everything you do. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, she was raised uh, in a minister's home as well, and uh, certainly had lots of experience and was well-traveled by the time I met her, and so she's been a real asset as well and uh, a blessing to many folks around the world and uh, certainly an asset uh, to things that happen. Uh, as a matter of fact, you mentioned the men's meetings, and you know, initially it was her and I uh, that really conducted those men's meetings uh, years ago in the initial uh, stages, and it's grown to be what it is. And so, I'm very thankful for her support over the years. The, the church is very supportive, uh, very involved, and many of the brothers have come with me overseas, and so uh, we are an assembly who are very supportive of not only Vision Books but other endeavors as well uh, in terms of what's going on overseas. Yes, and I, I could sense that when I was there. I, I said, this is a church that is uh, ambitious, busy, and active. Yeah, 
that's a good way to put it. Uh, you know, it's it's an exciting thing to be connected and see uh, the bigger picture, you know, the greater vision, and to catch what, uh, not only what the needs are, and that's a part of it, uh, but when they're involved and they have their hands on it, they're traveling, they have their boots on the ground in other countries, and they're helping, you know, it gives them a sense of... Um, you know, connection with the body around the world. And I think that's really important for uh, all believers to have that, have that sense that, you know, this is not just one group here and things happening in America, but uh, we're very much in tune with and on the same uh, level as as churches around the world. Mm-hmm. Amen. And your church is blessed. I remember uh, Brother Biscoe, I'd heard him say a long time ago, that every church needs a missionary program. And the churches that do that seem to be blessed in all of their ministries. Yeah, I think that's true, Brother Mark, and I think that's a it's a good attitude for a church to have, that, uh, you know, we're in a position to give. God has blessed us in many ways, and we're in a position to give and to share and to provide technology. Even if we don't always go there, there's lots of things we can do. And the virus this year, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2020 has taught us that, that even though we're physically not present in many of these countries, uh, the message is still, uh, it, it's being translated, it's being printed, it's being distributed. There are technologies available that we can use. And so we just have to reach out and use the resources that are available to us because, you know, God's desire, God's heart is to get the message to the bride. And uh, that still goes on, despite the circumstances that we face today. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've seen that at Bible Believers also, and not knowing what might happen, but it seems like the Word has a way of going around whatever comes in its way and achieving its purpose. Uh, we have a new Believers Faith Challenge report coming out any time now. It'll probably be out by the time our listeners hear this. And uh, in there, we have a piece about vision books and uh, Brother Barry Coffey and his ministry there. The article is fairly short, but we've got some time here to maybe develop a little bit more that ministry. So, Brother Barry, maybe you could give us a a little overview. What is uh, vision books and what are you trying to accomplish with that? Vision books is simply a medium, uh, Brother Mark, to get the message in print to believers in any country, in any language, at any time. And uh, the capacity is there for us with translated sermons. There are many translators who are working uh, around the world and have been and supplying messages to their own people, also supplying messages to the hub and other avenues for distribution. Uh, many churches can duplicate small numbers of sermons in their own assembly. However, right now, there is nobody in the world who's printing large-scale uh, and doing the major books like the Seals and the Church Ages and other larger sermons and distributing those in various countries in various languages. So Vision Books is simply a channel uh, that now operates to print in any language and distribute in any country in the world. And uh, by God's grace, we've been able to provide uh, message books, especially the larger books for uh, nations in their own language, and uh, been able to get uh, good distribution among the local 
churches through the ministry in that country. My vision initially was to work with the ministers and the pastors and the evangelists in various countries, and they know where the churches are, they know what the needs are, and they're able to receive the books in their port, and because the books are donated uh, by uh, or funded by believers uh, in North America mainly, uh, there's no cost to individual believers overseas receiving the books. And so this has long been a passion for me, having been involved since 1985 uh, with the translation and production of the message. And um, now we're able to do it on a very large scale, and there's really no limit to what we can print and where we can send it. That is, uh, the word that comes to my mind is ambitious. Any message in any language, language in any country. Yes, sir, and that's exactly right. We have translators now in the world who are tackling uh, the translation work, and Brother Tim Dodd and, and the church in Cloverdale have been instrumental in helping to, uh, you know, coordinate the efforts in translation and get it on the hub. And um, as a result of that, once it's translated, someone has the ability to download it and have it in a digital format. However, we know that for many believers, especially in third world countries, having a book in their hand is a great resource. Mm-hmm. And so the technology exists today to be able to uh, print and load uh, crates and pallets of books onto ships and have them sail to a port, uh, even rural areas in parts of Africa and Asia uh, and India. And uh, it's exciting to see the books uh, arriving and ministers distributing those books among their uh, various churches. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure you've developed uh, a lot of contacts all over the world as you've endeavored to meet this need. So what uh, countries and languages are you operating in now? And I guess as a follow-up to that, I would say... Um, is there an order in which you decide what to print first? For example, what would be the most important or something on, on those lines? That's a, that's a really good question, and that's a really big question, uh, Brother Mark. Uh, let me tackle the, the second part first and say that uh, our vision really is to print the message of the hour. So we can print an individual sermon, or we can print something like the Seals book or the Church Age book. It really doesn't matter. Um, in in terms of uh, the, the requirements, we really only need a good translation from a reputable translator. So we want to make sure we get the best translation in print from uh, our team of translators, and uh, we will print anything, uh, in, anything related to the message, and uh, then it, then it gets distributed from there. So it's in terms of priority, it's really first come first serve. Uh, right now, we have um, there are four new books that are on. Uh, they're actually in port in South Africa. They're going to Zambia, and we have done now a total of six books for the people who speak the Bemba language. There's never been books in the Bemba language before in print, mm-hmm. and so we've done six. And these four that are arriving now are the Church Age book, the Seals book, Daniel 70 Weeks, and Adoption. And uh, 
they are they are en route now from South Africa into Zambia, and they will be able to be distributed over there. We have a new book uh, ready, the Church Age book ready for the Philippines. Uh, there actually is one being printed right now in Pakistan, and uh, because Pakistan is a Muslim country, we were uh, we had to resort to printing the book inside of Pakistan, but that's not a problem. That's being done. Uh, we have 30,000 church-age books in English that are being distributed to five different countries simultaneously, and these are on the press right now. So they will go to New Zealand, they'll go to South Africa, they'll go to Zimbabwe, they'll go to England, and they'll also go to Ghana. So they'll be put on boats uh, simultaneously and distributed uh, within those countries. And when we print those books... We normally print the resume of the church ages, so that's chapter 10. And the people uh, in those countries will use that resume as a witnessing tool. They'll give out the resume, and if somebody comes back and wants to read more, then they will take the uh, whole church age book and give it to them. And so we can print the resume, for instance, at eight cents a piece. And this is uh, accompanying the church age book when it ships. So when when they receive 30,000 church-age books, they'll receive 30,000 resume booklets as well. So in terms of price, just to give you an idea, the resume will cost $0.08 cents per copy, and then the church-age book will cost $0.86 cents per copy. So we add a little shipping onto that, and we can get that book pretty cheaply into the hands of believers. But what's exciting about that, Brother Mark, is that the quality of these books is really excellent. We know in the past that many times the binding gives out in the extreme heat yes. in uh, in tropical countries. So the way that these books are bound now, they have a much longer shelf life uh, than they did before. So we're very excited about that, and at a very reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Uh, people might be wondering, uh, I think I had heard somewhere that you personally have a background in this industry. Is that right? That's true. Before I moved to the United States, I was born and raised in Canada, and I was a manager of a printing and publishing company. So we did everything from uh, university textbooks to trade, uh, what they call trade novels and uh, different uh, different. Uh, printing products. So uh, that was something that I had learned uh, back in the 1980s. And so when I came to the United States, I was invited by uh, the Old Spoken Word Publications to design a photo typesetting system for them because they were using very old technology. Matter of fact, it was very manual uh, lead type when they were printing the first spoken word books. And so they asked me to come to Jeffersonville and design a electronic system. And one of the reasons that they wanted to have that system was so they could do different languages. And I was familiar with that new technology. It was brand new technology back in 1985. So my wife and I went there. As a matter of fact, she was expecting our first son uh, when we went there in 1985. And so I helped design that system. And of course, then they went on and, you know, built their, um, Built their production uh, further after that, but uh, I've had my hand in printing and publishing for all my years here in the United States, and we've uh, helped and uh, attempted to publish different materials, uh, everything from the 
Revelation of Jesus Christ poster and sponsoring different translated printings in uh, different parts of the world. We did the Seven Seals and Church Age book in Russia. The very first one there was printed in Ukraine. And uh, lots of other different projects, uh, working with Brother Lonnie Jenkins for many years, uh, we saw the need for printed materials in different parts of the world. So I've always been involved in that. And now this is just a very exciting outlet uh, for me and something that's not difficult at all. It's, uh, it's, it's really exciting to be able to see how easily it's come together, and I believe the Lord has blessed it in a great way. Mm-hmm. And you can really see, I suppose, looking back at your your own life, how God just set you up with the equipment that you would need personally, your own skills, your own background for to participate in what you're doing now. Yes, sir. It's uh, to me, it's exciting, I, and I just I just really enjoy the work. Okay. Well, we are also involved in many countries, and you know, we run into complications with uh, border issues and shipping and some places you have to be pretty creative to get the materials into different countries. Have you run into those kinds of issues also? Well, let me share this, Brother Mark. That's a, that's a really accurate assessment. Uh, and let me share this, that uh, it's not a problem to get translations of the message. That's been ongoing for a number of years, and we're very thankful for that. There's a lot of really good, dedicated translators around the world. It's not a problem to get a book printed. I can do that. I know I have all the connections made, and we're doing that, not a problem. The greatest challenge in this whole endeavor is to get books across the border. And in many countries, because it's Christian material, uh, it seems like, you know, there there is every kind of hesitation. There's all kinds of taxes and uh, duties that are placed on materials. And it's just really been miraculous to see how uh, books have gotten finally into the hands of believers. And I could tell you lots of stories. We worked in Angola in Africa for a full year in trying to get books out of the hands of customs people and into the hands of believers. And just through perseverance and making contacts, it, it's happened. And uh, we're, we're very excited. And the people of Angola are really excited about finally having books now coming through in the Portuguese language. Mm-hmm. We have a situation in Mozambique where there's a civil war that's still ongoing, and uh, it's been very difficult for the believers and unsafe for believers to travel around with the books. So we have those in storage in the country, and we're just waiting for a safer time to get them there. We had four uh, shipments that went to South America recently in Mexico, Honduras, Colombia, and Uruguay. And Brother George Smith was instrumental in helping to get uh, customs clearances done. And naturally, he speaks Spanish, and he knew how to communicate with the brothers over there. Uh, and we have now three out of the four countries um, who have been able to receive the books. So we're just waiting on Uruguay. And the reason that it's slow there is because of the virus. So many of the government offices are closed. So, yes, to answer your question, in every single country, the laws are different. The requirements and the customs laws are different in every single nation. So we have to learn them. We have to learn how to get through them. We have to make sure that we're paying money to the right people uh, to get the uh, fees and taxes paid. And by God's grace, it's happening. But that is the biggest challenge. Yes. Once the books get past customs, then we put them into the hands of ministers who have agreed 
to distribute those books fairly and uh, without any kind of bias at all. And that's not that's not been a problem. It's that bottleneck of getting across the border. Yes, and and we we experience the same thing. You know, we're working from the United States and Canada, and I'll just maybe put the word out. I don't know who might hear this, but if you are in another country, we found it's it's key to have a contact in that country that knows the ropes, that it's a person we can trust, that knows the ropes, that knows the system. Um, and Brother Barry has, has expressed, we have the resources, we have the materials, but if you need uh, books, messages, if you need them in your country, uh, contact us. Maybe we can work something out. That's a good point, Mark. And, uh, you know, once we find a channel that works, for instance, in uh, Eastern Africa, in the in the countries that speak Swahili, we have a very good channel coming through the port of Dar es Salaam in Tanzania. And once we find a broker that knows how to do this, then we use that same broker over and over again. We don't have the problems again because they know how to do it. They know the people to contact, and so it becomes a very efficient process. It's always that initial job of finding someone that we can trust and someone that can get the job done for us. All right. So that is the the technical work. That is the practical work. That's the things, all the things we have to do and Brother Barry has to do on this end. But way out there somewhere, there is a believer in a little church out there in some country that receives a book in their hand for the first time. And I'm sure you've received some reports. What is it like on the other end for the people who receive these materials? Well, you're right, Brother Mark. That's, uh, you know, that's really the critical thing, you know, and, and we talk a lot about production and, you know, customs duties and all of that, but that's really incidental. That's only the work we do to get the books there. What we're now seeing is because we've been doing this long enough, we're now seeing results of these evangelists taking you know, a couple of dozen Bibles and a couple of dozen books, and he goes into a jungle area or some remote uh, part of his country, and he begins to preach, and he can leave materials with those people. We had an amazing story recently where a sister uh, was visited by an evangelist, and she uh, listened to what he had to preach in the in the center of the, the village. It, w- it wasn't even big enough to be a village. It was just a little gathering of houses. And this one sister was there. Uh, she she believed and received everything that Evangelist told her 10 years ago, but he didn't have anything to leave her. She believed the message for 10 years and never saw another believer. She had no church to go to. She had no connection with any believers. And finally, uh, last month in November, we had one of our evangelists in Tanzania who traveled into an area and this lady found out about this meeting and went there. And when she went there, she connected with the local church in that area, probably 30 people, and she was able to receive a Bible and a church-age book. Uh, she was just so absolutely excited and blessed to realize that there's more people who believe like she did. Uh, she was just really thrilled to be a part of, of that. She was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, this is like the book of Acts, that 
you know, people are uh, out there, and only God knows, only God knows where they are. And he has his way of bringing the message to them, and now we're seeing pictures of people like her who are giving their hearts to the Lord, they're uh, reading their own Bible, they're, they're uh, studying the message for themselves. There are many evangelists and ministers who are traveling out, but because nobody's been printing, uh, they, had, they were not able to leave anyone with materials. They were not able to uh, come and bring things to the people and let them study for themselves in their own language. And so now they're able to do that, and it's such a blessing to be able to see the response of the people. Yes, amen. Uh, (laughs) uh, As you're telling that story, my heart kind of uh, fluttered a little bit, because that actually, even though I was in the United States, that was a little bit of my own experience. This sister you're talking about is not an isolated case. She is representative of many who are out there in similar situations, and the Lord knows who they are, He knows where they are, and the message has a power in itself. And that can sustain a person until they get connected. It absolutely does. And I'd like to say this, too, Brother Mark, that uh, I have a young man who's in my church. He's from Zimbabwe. And there are many, many believers in Zimbabwe spread all around the country, and some in very rural and poor areas. Recently, we sent $13,000 U.S. down there to the country, and we were able to purchase Bibles uh, in the in the city of Harare. And so those Bibles were taken around to all of these, uh, or many of these rural areas. So these are not people who live in the city or have access to materials like that. And they, they told us that they would make, on average, maybe a dollar a day working on a farm. So roughly $30 a month is what their monthly income would be. And we were able to purchase these Bibles for $5 each for them and give them out to believers in these churches, little gatherings of, of people. Some of them uh, some of them actually sent me a, a photograph of a church that meets under a big tree every Sunday. Mm. They have a big, wide tree, and that's where they meet for church. And they had no materials, had no seats, had nothing at all, and we were able to put Bibles in their hands. As we speak, there are 10,000 church-age books that are en route to those people. And so we're going to distribute to the same group of people in that southern and rural area in Zimbabwe. Now, to me, Brother Mark, that is worth doing. That is a vision worth pursuing. And the investment for those people and to be able to help them and to be able to encourage them in the faith and to be able to assist them by putting materials into their hands, to me, that's inspiring. And that's what we should do. We in North America, we're capable of helping people uh, to obtain those materials. And I just, I would do this uh, even if no one else was interested. I would be, I would be doing this because I, number one, I know it can be done, and number two, that's how I came into a, a, a relationship with Christ. Is you know somebody putting the right material into my hands and uh, you know watching the Bible come alive to me. And so I think it's a vision worth pursuing. And like I said, I'm willing to work with anyone who wants to shoulder the burden. I think this is something we should have been doing years ago. And now, by God's grace, the doors are open, and the production uh, is in full uh, full swing. And uh, we're just excited to see the results of that, in not only in our time, but I believe in eternity we'll still see the results of these efforts that have gone on.
I think one of the reasons why at Bible Believers we have such a a cooperative relationship with Vision Books is we both uh, are kind of working in that same harvest field. It's getting the material to the people. Uh, at Bible Believers, we're, we're working a lot with translation and getting the electronic messages online on messagehub.info so anyone can see it and read it. And Vision Books is actually printing in paper which is so needed in so many places. You know, you can build a church for somebody, you can buy a minister a car, and you can do lots of things like that. Uh, But eventually that car will break down. But when you give them the word of life, when you introduce them to the light of the hour, that's something that never leaves them. And when they believe that, then they have a channel that's opened up for God to bless them in his own way. And Brother Tim and I, Brother Biscoe and I, we've worked uh, you know, together for a number of years in, in the same vision. And uh, I would just like to say, Brother Mark, that now there are some new developments in the artificial intelligence, which is allowing translation to occur on a, on a, a more... Um, a, a rapid basis. So yeah. uh, this technology is being refined as we speak. Uh, I think we are behind uh, in in terms of utilizing some of that technology that's there. And I just I just uh, strongly believe that uh, these technologies are in place for the Bride of Christ to have what we need in terms of translations done in all the languages of the world. And it's happening as we speak, and so we're very excited about that. Amen. And I know there's many believers, just the individual believers, that have a burden for many of the things you've talked about. Um, You've mentioned just a whirlwind of different countries, Africa, South America, Europe. Um, If someone appreciates what you're doing and wants to follow and be involved, how can they do that? Well, our website at hickorybibletabernacle.com is uh, available. Uh, They're certainly able to connect there, and there's lots of pictures and testimonies and information that's available there about vision books. Uh, That's where it all happens. And um, there is on the um, your your newsletter, Believers of the Faith Challenge. uh, There's a connection there. There's an address there where they can reach me, and. it's not usually very hard to to get in contact with uh, with us at all through our uh, church website, but Vision Books operates as a ministry of Hickory Bible Tabernacle, and so it's uh, it's been really wonderful to see people get involved and to connect that way. Um, for many people now, especially in the days of the virus, you know where we're not able to travel, all of this work is still ongoing without any interruption or any hesitation. So things are still being printed, things are still being distributed, translation is still going on, even at a faster pace than ever before. And I think there's a real sense of desperation among the ministry and the bride to get this message out. Uh, It looks like uh, things are winding up, and so we're excited about that. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Remember, friends, The bridegroom will not come until the bride has made herself ready. She must be both called and fully dressed by the Word of God. This is the Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. 
You can sign up for our email newsletter at BibleWay.org. Scroll to the bottom of the page where it says Newsletter. Fill in your name and email address and click Sign Up. In this email report, you will receive reports of the works of God in China, in Africa, in South America, in India, Europe, all over the world. We also publish a full-color paper newsletter two times a year, complete with photographs, reports, and testimonies from all over the world. The newsletter is free. Just request it, and we would be happy to mail a copy to you. You can contact us by email at info at bible-believers.org. That's info at bible-believers.org. Or you can write to us at Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. That's Bible Believers, P.O. Box 128, Blaine, Washington, 98231. This is Mark Aho. Thank you for being with us today. And be sure to join us for the next Believer's Faith Challenge Report podcast. Thank you.